Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's going to be a couple weeks in a row, man. It's been nice. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on, um, and some of it I'm really curious how it's going to go. Um, well, anyway. So start, starting off, just we got to touch on this because it's getting so much publication, but 15 boxes worth of documents ended up at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. Some of them including communications between him and Kim Jong-un, yep. and some of it being the embarrassing shit like the hurricane tracking, whatever. But how... All right, so two things. How does that happen? And if you were so upset about Hillary's private server emails, where are you, talk, where are you now? So with the, the document thing, it's, I think, like, now, I think there may be, obviously, we, you know, Maggie Hagerman from, uh, uh, I think she's, she writes for either the New York Times or New Yorker or something like that. But Maggie Haberman is an author, a uh, journalist and an author, and she wrote a book about Trump. Um, and she got pretty good access. Um, you know, Trump really wasn't shy about providing access to to uh, media, anyone, to right anyone. to anyone, um, even if they weren't friendly. So, you know, Maggie Haberman was able to get in there, and um, I think her book actually comes out this week. Uh, <clears throat> but the headline of you know uh, staffers finding you know clogged toilets with documents that Trump Trump was trying to stuff. Um, came from her book like you know people inside his administration his staffers and staff told her like you know sometimes we find clogged toilets and there's stuff with documents that he tried to flush but was unsuccessful in doing so who uh, tries to flush a fucking document in 20 know. anything right I, I i don't know like I, I mean i wouldn't even flush a paper towel and yet you're crumpling up paper um now, part of that's rich arrogance, right? Like, I can clog this toilet up, and I just have to snap my fingers and... I don't even... I, I, but who knows if he even knows if it clogged, right? He probably, I, I could easily see him crumpling something up, throwing it in the toilet, f flushing it, and then just walking out, not even processing that it may not have gone down. You know, like, I mean... I, I, I can't... I'm not... That's certainly not something I would argue with, because I can absolutely imagine that. Right. You know, I mean, like, I just... And I think that's still to that same level of arrogance. Like, of course this is going to go down, right? Like, why wouldn't it? It's the toilet at the White House, you know? Right. Um, it's just like, well, the building is a few hundred years old, so the plumbing is not the best. I don't care what you do to it um, as a person who rehabs buildings, you know, for a living. So, um, well, I don't I'm guessing the White House probably gets more attention than yes. the facilities you're dealing with. But um, but still, it just... So, how, how does this happen? How this happens is Trump and his administration as a whole weren't they, they didn't have the experience that goes along with being in the White House. Like, typically you have, you know, you have holdovers from the previous administration. You have people maybe from another administration sure. that have worked in the White House um, or you're closely tied to those different people. Well, you know, Trump obviously had, there were no holdovers from the Obama administration there. Correct. Um, you know, he really didn't, there was really nobody there who had experience at this level um, of, of government leadership. So I think part of it is just flat out ignorance. Um, just lack of knowledge, lack of protocols, which you were supposed to do. Um, I think it was also lack of giving a fuck. Yeah. Right? I, think like, I mean, I think, I mean, there's just like, whatever, this is mine. I'm taking it. This is mine. I don't care. I'm taking it. I fuck the rules. Um, and then there, I'm sure there's some deception in there too, right? Like there's some shit that he didn't, um, want to get out or want anybody to see. He didn't want to go to the archives. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll see. Like these are crimes, right? Like you know, withholding information. Le legally from, speaking, no. Right, these are yeah. These are on the books. Like you can't do this, and if you do, um, with the intent, like it's 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 a bad deal. So we'll see if there's any bite in Washington. And I have a distinct feeling that they're not going to charge him, and you know, because he's just going to say I didn't know or whatever. Right. Um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It could and should it probably, but it. I, I don't think that it would. I well, hundred percent agree. I think, if, again, this is one of those things where if Bill Clinton had done it, Obama had done it, frankly, if George Bush had done it, the side that opposed those people would be 
absolutely up in arms. With Trump, you're just like, yeah, another dopey old ridiculous yeah, fucking thing I from mean, a vulgar douchebag. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, so the Clintons got in trouble because they took, you know, gifts that they thought, like, were for them, but they were actually donated to the, you know, National estate, White House whatever, right. Museum Estate. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I think they took, like, $20,000 worth of random, like, furnishings and gifts that they thought were theirs um, that weren't, that had to be returned. Um, you know, and it, and it happens that people take things out of the White House, but I don't, I really, like, I couldn't find anything that would speak to the level of prevalence of people taking documents out. Right. And then those documents being found and then returned, and in some instances, you know, returned in, in, in not the best fashion, because I think some of it got, some of it had been ripped up and they had to, like, tape it back together. I read that as well. Um, and I know there were some documents that they did turn over. Um, to the January 6th committee that were ripped up, that got taped back together. Um, so, you know, again, now that, that, is a, that's a whole different yeah, conversation. Now that's, that's deception. That's, that's, uh, obstruction, up felonies. you know, I mean, that's, that is all sorts of things. Uh, and we, we need to hear, like, we, we need to hear, um, a voice out of Washington, whether I, you know, whether it's the DOJ or, you know, someone in Congress, like s speak up, you know, yeah. I mean, but once again, I think the biggest thing for Trump that has permeated since he, he campaigned um, was just his ability to say and do things and suffer no repercussions and, in fact, gain in yeah. popularity and support. It, there's no logical way to argue with that point. I mean, yes, he's, he gives no fucks because he's been proven... It's been proven to him that you can give no fucks, say what you want, do what you right. want. I mean, I mean you literally... <laughs> Prior to getting elected, said the words, you can grab them by the pussy. Yeah. I mean, we've been through this so many times. Yeah, I don't want to do it mean, again. But, I mean, I can shoot someone in the face on Fifth Avenue. I can grab him by the pussy. No repercussions. And you think he's going to be worried about a shit right. document? I mean, and do? that's not even including what he said about Mexicans coming in to the country and, and his okay. Muslim ban and everything mm -hmm. else. And yet, I mean, the guy has suffered no repercussions for his actions or his statements. Uh, and yes, Other than he, losing the 2020 election. I mean, you know, he got impeached, but... You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't booted out of office because of it. And I guarantee you he's going to use it as a rally. Well, we know no, that he he's using, using it, as, it a as a rallying cry. He's using it as a, see, look at me. They don't have anything. Um, and you can even look and see, you can even look at the election, right? He lost that election, but yet he's, you know, kind of forcing himself into, into the conversation, but still has a groundwell of support, not only by voters and, and people on the ground, but I mean, his, the, the Republican party is the party of Trump. You know, I mean, they, well, they, they they're, now they're well, you, well uh, you know, and that's a good segue, uh, because Mitch McConnell comes out uh, this week and, and, um, you know, really chastises and, and, you know, talks about how, um, January 6th was this, you know, violent insurrection, this, right. this act against, and he even said they were going in to obstruct the transfer of power, um, you know, from one administration, yep, right, yep. in a lawful election from one administration to the other. Um, and that, that's, that's insurrection, right? Um, you know, in, in conspiracy and everything else. And so he comes, he comes, he comes out and says that uh, flat out. So, you know, Trump snipes back at him. Um, and then you also have the Republican Party censure uh, uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for their role on the January 6th committee. Um, but then you're seeing other Republicans sort of push back on the and, – and it was the RNC who censured them, right, the Republican National Committee. Right. Um, and you're seeing people in the Senate and in Congress pushing back on the RNC, um, you know, saying like, look, we, why are we censuring our own um, – if we're smart, we would want somebody from our side to be on this committee because, you know, we don't want that to happen again. Right? Right? We yeah, don't but, want that well, to happen again? Or, you, you, well, or, or, you know or, what I mean? Like, or, or, But that's, that's the conversation. But, yeah. It's just like we don't want that to happen again. Right, RNC? Or do we? The, idea, the idea that you would censure a member of your party for not marching in lockstep, and yes, I know those are ugly words when you put them in historical context, but that's what's happening here. Yeah, no, that's and, exactly... And, you can't... The, the thing is now, I mean, the Republicans are just going full, like, they're just going full crazy here. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're not, they're, they're really at a point where they're not hiding it. Um, you know, my concern is how far are they going to take it with what they're trying to do? I mean, you, look, you already look at what they're doing in Alabama with the voting 
uh, or with the redistricting where it's clear, like clear as day that, you know, they, they, they took they took one district, they broke it into two um, and they diluted the black vote in that particular area. Um, and it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court in a five to five to four decision says, yep, this is fine. Right. The, the, even Justice Roberts. Right. Justice Roberts descended on this. And he's, you know, even he, when he dissents on voting rights, because he's the, he, Roberts is the one who really kind of deconstructed the Voting Rights Act, you know, this, this last time around. And now even when he jumps in and says, I think this violates the Voting Rights Act, um, you know, it's pretty ugly. And yet you still get a five to four, right. You you still get a five to four uh, decision uh, deciding it. Uh, and you, you go through and you look at some of the stuff that, you know, I was listening to something. There was a woman who's running for, I believe, a, a state congressional seat in Texas. All right. And she said that um, sh- she is for school choice because they're for, like, she's forced to have trans kids in her class. So I'm assuming she's a teacher uh, by trade. But she was forced to have trans kids in her class and the other kids, the normal kids, weren't allowed to make fun of the trans kids and the LGBT kids. And she felt bad for the kids who couldn't make fun of the trans and LGBT kids. Um, and that's why she supports school choice. So I can't <laughs> be an asshole. Right. And, I, like she's, and, and it just, it, it's insane how just emboldened and blatant they are. And yet... Even his, even his follow the people just following in his footsteps, you know, saying the most ridiculous thing that they are also not suffering a consequence for their actions, right? I mean, right. you've got a Marjorie Taylor Greene that's in how you, you know, you've got a Matt Gates, you've got uh, uh, Bobert out in Colorado, like oh I my mean, god, all right, we didn't do this last week, and <laughs> and I'm sorry to jump off script, but when she said the Constitution isn't a living document, and changing the document. Is an affront to the founding fathers. However, yes. she said it. She would not have used the word affront, right? Because yes. that's actually the right word. Uh, amendments, you dope. <laughs> right. For fuck's sake. Yeah, we've got. We've, there's a few amendments, right? Twenty-seven. Uh, right. I don't even yeah. know. I, I mean, you also. I mean, you know, the first amendment, that whole thing where you're constantly crying about free speech on Twitter and how Twitter is trying to to uh, uh, censor you. Any other amendments? Uh, you know, the also <laughs> the whole second amendment that comes right after the first amendment, where you take your picture let, with let, your let, guns. Let, and let, let me check your math. Oh, you are correct. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like okay, and yet she said it because they elected these people not because of their merit; they hired them because of their narrative. Right. Yeah. They, oh, and, and that's and, and that's it. And so now you literally have idiots in, in, in Congress who who do not know what the Constitution is. Right. They don't. They probably they probably couldn't tell you what any of it says. You know, you could Clearly. sit there and quote lines from Clearly. Indiana Jones and say, is this from the Constitution or not? And they would probably have to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's Yippee just. Yippee ki motherfucker is actually an amendment. I mean, Bruce Willis called the Bruce Willis Amendment. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's. It's frustrating, and it's maddening, and it's scary, right? Because and then these, what, what's happening is you've you've got the goofballs and the buffoons, but then you have people that are really serious, that are being really strategic about this, and they're being strategic about how they counter what they believe is the left's narrative, right? And so they try to come at it at a from a more academic stance, which if you if you have a good grasp of of your political history, then you should be able to back these people into a corner. Now they'll make it difficult for you and just right. say nah uh at some <laughs> point. Um, but there are people out there who who the reason why they're able to gain more independence is is because uh, I mean and, and what I mean by that is independent voters um, because they're using um, you know a, a more Scholastic, um, um, and in- Rea- reality-based and, and, and intentional. Yeah, it's based in reality, but it's still it still lies, right? Oh, okay. Um, you, you know, like they'll they'll come at you and like, oh well, you know, uh, racism isn't a thing in the United States anymore, and 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 the reason why is if you look at the statistics and they tell you and blah blah blah, blah like it, it doesn't apply, right? right? We had a black president, but it's even but you, I think they've moved past that, right? Oh, like yeah. I mean, you've got. You know, and and the reason why is because it came up not not too long ago with someone I was talking with on social media, right? And and they're just like, and they're using these the, the 
certain things like, well, you went to college and law school, and you've got a good job, and you live in the suburbs. So how can how can you say that racism racism has impacted your life when you live better than most white people? You know, like it, it's just like okay, that's if. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, if you're talking to someone who doesn't know history and they don't know, they don't have experience, uh, then you could see how that could that argument could sway someone. Right? I can see how people could make that work in their brain. Although, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, but that, that, that's all it takes. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, that, that's if again, like, what do you have to complain about? You're doing very well. Right. Well, that's great. But I can also still have human compassion for people who are not being treated great. Right. And but, and you know, I mean, I, I have exp- you know, my life has been directly I, you, impacted. You, you've documented many right. things on the show and with me personally. Where right. It's like, okay, yeah, race may have played a role in why you were getting a gun drawn on you and Rocky River Drive and fucking. West Park, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, but because you have these various layers of, of their narrative and what's, it's becoming really more of a narrative, right? It's a, it's a movement. Um, you know, you've got your, you've got kind of like the face, right? The faces, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates and the Donald Trumps, right? And those people, like, you know, I, I don't think they're all that smart and they're, they're, they're not all that cunning, but they have people behind them and underneath them almost at every level from just people in a bar to people in local government, to people in schools, uh, to people on the police force, to people in stores and business on up into the government at the state level and now at the federal level. And many of them, whether they believe some of the things that they say or not, they do believe in what they deem is their cause, right? right? And so they're willing to sacrifice their integrity and bend the truth and spin these narratives uh, in order in order to support their cause. And the question is, what is their cause? Um, and I think it's to make things as easy and comfortable for the average white person. We touched on this last week. I actually wouldn't mind diving deeper into it because the I'm the victim 40 to whatever age, 40 plus age white guy is a real thing that needs to be addressed because that is just over bubbling in the pot. Right. I hear it all but, the time. It, but there's a fun it, little. No, t- it's bullshit. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, but there's there's also one thing about it though, right? And what they'll hang their hat on, as it regards to race, is well, there's you know there's a look look at this black guy, right? They'll point to some black conservative on social media who. You know, is, sure. is also is equally as a buffoon as them, and it's just like, well, see, he, you know, I mean, he's a black conservative, said, right? Candace Owens will point to people like that and say, and I like them, so therefore, because they're that black person is saying what I want to hear, and I'm telling you, I like them because of that. Therefore, I am not racist, and you can't say that race has anything to do with the goings ons and what we're doing. We just want to make things better for everybody. Right, it just so happens that anything that deals with you guys, we absolutely, you know, despise and won't support, and will attack and attack you over. But you know, if you are willing to think like us, act like us, talk like us, then we'll accept you into our group, and it works out because then we can prop you up, and we can say race not an issue. Right, and the common refrain now is, "Oh, you can't say anything these days. Oh, you can't say anything anymore." Like, no, the other thing too, we have to. I think, I don't think that. I hear that all the No, 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 time. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But as it comes to the, the MAGA movement um, born of, of Trump and his campaign, I don't think that their only purpose is to you know, eradicate minorities and gays and LGBT. I think those are all talking points that they use, and I think many of them do believe you know, some of the most you know, vile, evil, yeah, vile yeah. things. But I do believe that at the heart of it, it is the absolute pushback against the entire progressive agenda, the entire democratic agenda um, of, you know, social services, helping the less fortunate, um, you know, and, right. you know, I mean, because that equality, means raising taxes. Right, and, right, right. And, I mean, in trying to level the playing field, which. Right. I mean, uh, now, listen, and the Democrats, sometimes some of the proposals that they put out there, some of the things that they say, um, you know, they they. It makes it hard to fight for them, and it makes it hard to counter some of these arguments when they, you know, when you have a progressive that maybe doesn't have a lot of support, but they've got a loud voice, and they put something out there that's extremely ridiculous, right? Like uh, someone sent me a video of a woman um, in some sort of government 
gathering. I don't know if it was some sort of chamber meeting or something like that. Um, here in the United States, making arguments as to why we shouldn't eat meat, right? Okay. And some of those things were it's racist, it's misogynistic, um, and it leads to, you know, okay. like, it, I think you one of her... is racist? Yeah, she said it was racist, and she said it was misogynistic, and that we sexualize the animals before we eat them. The animals oh don't... Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. she, she said the animals <laughs> don't get choice. You know, like, her one of her that, statements... Well, that's technically true. One of her statements was... If that animal were alive and had a choice, would that animal choose that person to consume them? Oh my god! Right, and and it's just like, right, like in like so. How uh, the it, fuck? It, and, and so, if I want to take the role as the, I'm going to speak on behalf of the liberal or something that I'm like, ah, you're I got wrong. Right? I yeah, I mean, it, but sorry. I mean, that's a, and that seems like an extreme example. No, but but there, there, I mean, but story that's story about the girl I went out with, and she gave me a book, and she was like, if you can read this book and still think it's okay to eat meat, then fine. And she hands it to me, and I looked at it and said, it's a novel. And she replies, that doesn't mean it's not true. I'm like, actually, that's actually, exactly that's what it exactly means. That's the definition of it what is, it means. It is a fiction book. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, in fiction books, you know, they can there's have truth, truth in and them, there's right, but, but you write a novel so you don't have to get... I never told you that? No. Okay, yes, I'm more off air. But yes, I, was, I literally, she hands me the book. It's, the book is called Eating Animals, and I started reading it, and it was like, you know, Grandma was the greatest cook ever, and... You know when you're eating chicken soup, chickens die. And I flip the book over. I'm like, this is a novel. And that was the art, that was the discussion. That doesn't mean it's not true. That's exactly what it means. Right. <laughs> that is the definition of yes. a novel. It is a fictional story, unlike nonfiction, which is not, not fiction. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Real, so I love that story so much. But I mean, it's just like, and people like that become really hard to defend, and also the people who say that who will constantly spout out that everything is racist right like every, that every experience and everything and and look there's a lot of truth to it if you look at if you understand the history of this country and how it was built you go all the way back to 1619 right when the when the first african slaves were brought to the united states and you go literally from you know whatever the exact day that was forward race constantly controlled how this country developed Right, I mean, sure. and, and, and listen, you can't ignore it. Black people were enslaved in the United States for 250 years, right? We've only been completely, fully free for what 55 years, right? The Civil Rights Act or came through in '64, right? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, so, yeah. you, you, you know, but, so, but so think about this. Then. But think about this. My father was born in 1958. My mother was born in 1960. Civil so Rights Act didn't come through until '64. So technically, your parents were my parents in weren't school. right. Well, yeah, they when, were in school. But what I'm saying is, when that before that act was passed, right, you still had segregation. You still had, um, um, you know, just yeah. abuses of, yeah. of 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 freedoms that they that they that weren't afforded to so, them. Socially accepted, like, right? It and it was no socially accepted. You know, I mean, obviously, it was being pushed back upon, which is why it got changed. But um, you you had so many freedoms that they didn't have access to that they were able to get after that. Um, but that's my parents, and my yeah. parents are still alive. Yes. And my parents are still alive, and they you know what I mean. They live so in St. Louis, lives, yeah. right? I, I mean, so this wasn't that long ago, folks. Right, right. Like this wasn't that long ago. So the idea that all of that first two hundred and fifty years isn't still bleeding into. How we interact and what motivates and drives us today, you just, you just, right. you, I, I just well, won't, I don't believe that anyone actually believes that. Believes what? Be that believes, no, 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 believes that, you know, this entire, you know, MAGA Trump movement has nothing to do with race, right? Because their argument is that oh, it has nothing uh, to do with yeah, race sure. at all whatsoever and that, you know, racism and, and all that stuff is just a boogeyman um, that, that, that the left, uses to to you know attack white people and and whenever the left is losing an argument they say something is racist or they call someone a nazi and that's their defense and and so they want to remove the idea that race has anything to do with anything right because they feel that that then creates this level playing field um and i just i, I it's it's bogus it's well it, it's it, it is bogus and the what i always hear is any this is stuff probably gets said in front of me that doesn't get said in front of you, is why does race have to be an issue? And I, I've, I've said multiple times to people in multiple places, it doesn't. As soon as we get rid of the 
problem with stuff in our you know society, it can be a non-issue and you can have that. But until then, it's there. I, we talked a while ago about writing a book, and I meant to say this to you the other day when we were out, but I remember saying you saying, like, we should write a book together, and I thought of my preamble to the book. It will be, racism as a, quotes, racism as an institution is dead, quotes, Jim Lalka, 2001. <laughs> I was fucking wrong about that, Jim Lalka, <laughs> roughly 10 years later. Right. It, and, and, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm... I, I had that conversation with Dave from Philly, and I had that conversation multiple times. I made those statements. He's sitting there right now. He'll probably listen to this episode. As soon as this fucking publishes, I'm going to get a call. So, wait, going. wait, hold on. You said that to Dave from Philly while you guys were in Boston. Correct. You had to. Have. Correct. <laughs> do you realize the irony of that statement? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's a whole Ooh. different discussion. Wow. Because racism in Boston is not a thing at all. I mean, I've got some great stories about. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I know you do. I mean, but I mean, no. Boston is at the you know Purple what? Shamrock. That's where a kid threw a, 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 a cosmopolitan in a plastic, in a pla or, or cranberry and vodka at me in a plastic cup and called me a nigger. You know what? It's funny you say that because it was at the Black Rose that I was sitting, which is. <laughs> yeah, right. So people who don't know this, the Black Rose and the Purple Shamrock are half a mile apart in the same neighborhood in Boston. Right, I'm sitting in the window with the girl I was dating at the time, and a black guy taps on the window. And, and, and I turned around and he goes, where are the black people? And I went, not, not in here. here. And he laughed and went, peace out. Right. But <laughs> You don't have to go to Roxbury, brother. Right, right. But it, it was, I mean, why he singled me out as who's the guy I'm going to talk to? Probably because I was the next darkest guy in the room, to be honest yes. with you. Because I was at the Black Rose in Boston. Right. I mean, which is, the Black Rose does not have a big black demographic that... <laughs> that is accurate. That, that is accurate, yes. Um, I can't believe we the road, but it was yes. a funny story. And yes, I said that in 01 in Boston and probably had beers with Dave from Philly in that bar. Right. Not paying... But, I mean, so, so uh, again, like, I just want to point out that, you know, so the whole point of the conversation is where their movement is and where it's going, right? right. And right now where it's going is they're... they're not hiding what their agendas are. They're not. Um, they're not really mincing their words, uh, and you know, because they literally have taken up this idea. Like you don't apologize. You don't right. apologize. You, you know. You, and if you, you don't do, look you hate back. America, right? Right. Like you don't apologize. You don't look back. You just say whatever you say. You don't admit you were wrong. Um, and and you know, like Trump does it. DeSantis follows in bandwagons and does it. Now he's telling other people to do it and, you know, praising Trump for him for, for doing it. Um, and so the question just becomes how far are they going to take it with, you know, what they, you know, how they think, how they feel, what they want. You know, do we get to a point where they come out and say, you know, we want, you know, we want gays and transgender banned from schools or, um, you know, we believe that, you know, it's better if we resegregate the schools, you know, I mean, it sounds crazy and insane, but some of the stuff that people, like a woman said at a meeting that she, she or it was some form of a rally or a meeting or something like that, that she was upset that the kids who weren't gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever, that, that the kids who weren't that couldn't laugh at the gay and lesbian kids and transgender. She felt bad for the kids who couldn't laugh at them, right? Which is why she supports school choice. So how far are we from them just saying, we don't believe that this type of person or that type of person should coexist with us any longer? I mean, your, your, your logic checks out. I, yeah, I don't think we're there. I, but, but yeah, but, but, but I feel it's, like, it's, it's, it feels it's, like we're not far. And here's the thing, if the, you know, the Democrats are doing okay, but I, I think their messaging kind of sucks. I think this whole thing with Biden, oh, we didn't, we don't have this on the board, but Biden, did you see the thing with Biden and, the, and they're sending like drug paraphernalia to California? Yes. A buddy of mine, my buddy Mike, the dentist from Buffalo, sent me free crack pipe stuff. And I'm yeah. like, okay, you're going to, but that's a bullshit narrative, the whole free it, crack it, pipe it thing. It is. I mean, it's just like, you guys, you can't do this. So right? it's terrible messaging. Right, exactly. Like, and sometimes, if you want to do like you, if you want to do what's best for the greater good, you have to think about the messaging because if your messaging is terrible, you you present an opportunity for the other side to tear you down. You lose support, and if you don't have support, then what's the point of your policies, right? Like if if they're not, you know what I mean. And, and, and you need sometimes you need you you do need 
uh, um, you do need voter support. You do need people to back it. You do need it to not be controversial. And when you just open the door like that, you know, and people say, well, what do you have them do? I would have them not send fucking drug paraphernalia to California right now where you barely have the Senate. You're losing ground in Congress. And frankly, you're probably not going to be able to get the White House back. And what you need to do is when they try to use, oh, Joe Biden wants to send free crack pipes, show the bigger picture and make the people who are make the Sean Hannity's and the Tucker Carlson's look like the douchebags that they are. Now, granted, but the, also crowd, here's the problem. Oh well, there's it, a bunch of problems. Well, there's a, there's a number of problems, but you know they threw the racial equity thing in there, right? And they put it, they literally like the wording, they just put it entirely too close to the whole drug paraphernalia thing to promote racial equity, um, and it's just like, oh, god damn it, like look, you the Democrats can fuck up a narrative with amazing. Ability, right? I mean, it is. I mean, they're incredible. literally like the, the, they're, they're, they're like Deadshot from fucking DC right, Comics. Right? There's a someone came at me the other day. Goes, liberals in Washington State are trying to ban the word grandfather and other. And I'm like, all right, you're wrong. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. And it was the University of Washington, yeah. not some crackpot 2200 liberal arts school. University yeah. of Washington, because grandfather could mean this, could mean this. I'm like, for fuck's sake, that's. Not, and that's where, and, and that's that hurts so right. bad in the, in the greater messaging, right? And 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 again, that's what makes it easy for the other side to go and grab the independents yes. and grab the people in the middle and just like look how crazy they are, even look what they're doing, even, even if they only show a fraction of the reality. Well, that's like, what they do. They, exactly. We know that, right? Like they're only showing a fraction, but you don't need to show right. the full thing because exactly what they're, what and, they're saying is not. And even if the things. Even even if they are showing the full picture, but it's only like a small, like it's a one person right. or, or a, a you know, right, but they've right. got a big platform or for whatever reason they've sure. got a large megaphone and they say something crazy and ridiculous, then the other side they're going to jump on that and say, look how crazy this person is, look what look what this right. idiot is doing, right? And there are people I know, plenty of people who look at they they go through and they they, they go through with a fine tooth comb, and it doesn't even have to be that fine tooth of a comb, but they go through everything that Biden's administration does. And they pluck out the things that are just absolutely bonkers. Like you just brought up. <laughs> like right? I mean, and, and it's just like, and you, sometimes you don't have a good argument for it. Now, look, this, I understand what they're doing. What they're doing is they're saying, listen, if we can't get you off drugs, then at least let's slow the spread of disease by getting you clean, yeah. sterile materials to do it. We don't want you to which, do which, it. Which, we by want the way, it. during the AIDS early days, yes. that was everything. Like, right. I mean, but needles, they do it in Europe. Get, yes. You know, I mean, they, they do it in Europe, but... You know, it's so the, the the reasoning behind it makes sense. You right. understand it. I understand it. Yes. Right. I I'm neutral. I, I I'm not a crack user. Right. Like that's not a world that I'm in. Um, but you know, like I get the reasoning behind it. Right. Like so, I'm not necessarily for or against it. I don't know if it really solves a problem. I don't know. If it yeah, has I, I the impact either. that they want it to have, either. right? Does it really cause this great reduction? Um, I, I get that we've got to try something. I just, I, I don't know if the data backs this up. Um, you know, which is why I'm saying I'm neutral. I'm not for or against it, but I understand it. And I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't look at this and say this is something that I need to, uh, this is a hill that I need to die on, right? right? Either way, whether I'm for it or against it. But it's easy to just take that little piece because there's a lot of stuff other with, with, with the aid that's going to California in this. Um, there's a lot more in it, but all you got to do is just take that one piece. You make it into a meme. You spread it around on social media. You make a ridiculous headline. At Fox, right. You, you know what I mean? You make the headline at, at, on Fox news and you know, Joe Biden administration sending crack pipes to California for racial equality. That's all you got to put. Yep. Right, and that's a pretty you're insane putting on, headline. Put, putting on a T, and right, you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, and you read the headline, you're like, there's got to be more of this story. But what Fox News is getting away from, because Fox used to put really ridiculous headlines, but then they would write a relatively objective story, right? Like they used to. This was probably about five years ago, right? But right. you know, five, six, seven years ago. Now it's a ridiculous headline, and the story itself is just a little bit about kind of what it is, really, with a whole lot of. Narrative and opinion and, and bias and everything else all the way through to the bottom. And then you read the comments, and the comments is just a cesspool. Oh, I haven't, I haven't dug into the comments in a while. Yeah, comment section on, on you know, well, you know, Fox and, and the Washington Post and the New York Times. They're, they're all a cesspool, and it's just a cesspool of what? You know, I mean, because the people in the Washington Post and the New York Times are, are more progressive, more moderate, more democratic. 
But you do have plenty of left-leaning trolls that just, you know, muck up all the water. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I want to... Transition. Pull, no, I want to oh. pull back for one second. Uh-huh. Um, because you talked about how the party has become the party of Trump. Is this Mitch McConnell's last desperate effort to say, can we salvage this back to when I could lick Ronald Reagan's boots rather than Trump's? Because he's kind of... I mean... If you're Mitch McConnell and you haven't grown a pair when it comes to your career at this point, you're completely feckless. Now, I'm not saying he has. I'm just saying, is this his swing? I wouldn't describe Mitch McConnell the way that you just did. The guy's been around a long time. I wouldn't say that he doesn't have balls. I think he's ballsy as hell with some of the shit that he's been able when to pull off. When he's playing with the team that supports him. Maybe, so, but so, I mean, like, like listen, is he, is he, he's, like, he took a stab at Trump here, right? He he did, and and I think that uh, you got to remember McConnell's, he knows Washington inside and out. Absolutely. And and he, in terms of getting his way, dude is a surgeon. Oh, right? no, now, no arguing that. Oh, my he, God. He, I think he lost. He blocked the Supreme Court justice. Right. For crying out fucking loud. Right. He, you know, he lost the reins a little bit with Trump. Um, and he, you know, so when he, he knew that he was, if he came out hard against Trump, when everyone was screaming for him to, he did the calculation that it didn't benefit him to do so. So he didn't. Right. And he did, or he would just enough just to say that, you know, he said X, Y, and Z, but he wouldn't put any meat behind it, any weight, any teeth. Now, I think Mitch McConnell is looking at it and saying, look, if Trump is still going to just talk about the 2020 election all the way through until 2023 and 2024, um, and he's going to sound more and more insane, he's going to narrow his base, there's a chance that we could probably get somebody in there against him, and he probably has somebody in mind already, right? He probably, and I think maybe, and maybe the signal was when Pence came out against him, or maybe, maybe McConnell got a hold of Pence and said, look. If you want the weight of Donald Trump from over your head, you need to come out against his whole bullshit from January 6th and you overturning the election. You do that. I'll support you. I'll come out and say January 6th was a mess. We've got somebody to put in that spot um, to run against him, and we we ran the numbers, and we think they can win. So my question was, do you think McConnell, this is his swing? No, I don't think this is his swing at trying to get things back together. I think this this is his swing to take control back. Okay, that's kind of what I was trying and, to say. And kind of this is his say. swing to take control back and get things where he wants them to be, right? But he's not, he's not re, like, he, he took this swing. Um, I think you're saying yes to the question I meant to ask. Maybe okay. I didn't do it very well. But yeah, his, I, his saying, this take this away from being the party of Trump and make it back to the party of... Us good old boys. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. That okay. that that's that's what he's doing. I mean, I think he's taking control back. Um, I, I think that this is all. I think the timing of Pence coming out, McConnell coming out. I think it all connects the dots. Um, I think that they right. have someone that they believe that the party, the true GOPers, can get behind. I think they have someone that they think that they can pull independence with, and I think that they have someone that they think that they might be able to steal a few Democrats with, and maybe a little bit of the black vote, which is what you need. Uh, who that is, I don't know, um, but Mitch McConnell's been around a lot longer than I have, um, and you know, you, this, even longer than me, if you can imagine that, right? And <laughs> and so I, I I have I have a feeling that there's that the Trump's not going to run unopposed, um, and McConnell's got a good feeling about it. Uh, that that makes sense. I think we were kind of were on the same page, although I maybe didn't uh, articulate the question right. Uh, I want to blow through something real quick because I want to talk about Joe Rogan, but Congress is talking about banning allowing members of Congress to trade stocks. And I look at that and just roll my eyes and say, fuck off. Well, You're going to hire someone to do it blindly. Which no, isn't- but listen, it's still, I, I, it's important that they do it. Um, you know, I don't even, I don't like the idea of them being in a blind trust. I don't like the idea of, you know, if you're going to do it, then it can't be them. It can't be their spouse. Um, and they've got to, they, they, you're going to have to make it so that they show proof that they're fully divested. Um, and you know, you're going to have to be able, and you're going to have to dedicate someone in, you know, one of the alphabet agencies 
to thoroughly vet every member of Congress and and every judge and and everything else to make sure. I mean, because think about it, judges can influence this too, right? Corporations go, you know, uh, corporations take Purdue Pharma, exactly, whatever. You know, I mean, mean, like, so it's important. Not say Purdue Pharma is a good organization, but right. But I mean, I think it's important that that we do this and we're willing to actually hold them accountable accountable when this happens. Um, You know, you had two members coming out of Georgia. you know, during during the election, it came out that they were doing some insider trading, and they literally, they barely, I don't even know if I would call it a slap on the wrist, right? Uh, what was her name? Kelly? Uh, well, I think Purdue was one of the... <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it was David Purdue, and, but the, the woman who I, was a senator I, I, I don't remember her name, yeah. Damn, I know somebody listening remembers, but... Um, but she, she, like, she, there were no consequences for them. Very, very, no consequences for them whatsoever. Um, and that has to change, right? Like, so if you're going to do this, you can't just say, all right, we passed it. And then no one looks at it. And then, you know what I mean? And that's because, what I'm convinced is going to happen. I'll be like, oh, yeah. look at us. We're not doing this anymore. My cousin, Eddie, when he's done <laughs> emptying the shitter from his RV <laughs> is going to, that'll be my stock guy, but he's not. And right. whatever. I just, I, I just hate seeing, you know, it. I don't want to go on the whole baseball no longer testing for steroids conversation, but that's another thing worth talking about. But like, oh, we're we're doing this right thing. Are you? Or are you? Yeah, just but I mean, here's it? the thing. Like, if you, but if we take your attitude with it, then that's that that emboldens them even more. You know, you're not wrong. You know, what I mean, like, wrong. so it's like, like at the very minimum. Just because someone's going right. to cheat, it doesn't mean you stop trying right. to stop the cheating. Right. right. Like you still you're have right. to try. You still have to put something in place, and then you hope that there's someone out there who's got the balls. To allow it to be investigated, and then someone to go investigate yeah. it, and then you know John you know, McCain and and I forget the I think it was Dodd McCain. This yeah. has been fifteen maybe twenty years, years ago, ago. Yeah. like and and Don Imus, who we've talked about, said as soon as you put this in place, it's going to be cheated on ten minutes later. And John McCain on the show said, so we shouldn't do it, right? <laughs> and like that's true, that's yeah. that's valid. It's just um, this is maybe me being a cynical old guy, like. All right, you're putting this in place, but it's not going to affect. Yeah, but that's. It, I mean, but, but you're right. But there's so many. Place, but I mean, that's that's kind of the whole thing with a lot of, of political is, discourse, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just you know, we have politicians that are relying on people saying exactly what you just said, being apathetic. You're right. right. They're, they're, yep. they're they're praying for apathy. Yes. Um, and so that's why it's just. Like I, just we can't, I just outed myself as I'm part of the problem here. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you just, did something. Whatever. I don't believe you, but. It's better than ignoring the reality. So, right. all right, let's talk about Joe Rogan. Giuseppe. So, I am an unapologetic Joe Rogan fan. You and I have gone, you know, had conversations about this. Uh, I will state before you get a chance to say it, I do not want to fight Joe Rogan, nor will I give him the opportunity unless the money is insane because I need to be able to fix my femur when he leg kicks me. Um, Duke can leg kick like a motherfucker. I'm aware. Um, so, I, all right. I'm I'm gonna punt. What? Uh, I'm gonna punt. I'm gonna say, what's your take on this? Because I've got mine. I'm a huge fan of the guy. I understand that he said some really dumb shit. Um, I'm very curious to see how this plays out the next couple weeks because I'm concerned about the people who are going to be flocking to him are not the kind of people I want to be associated with. <laughs> I mean, they're already flocking. To All right, him. they are, and and. I don't think Joe Rogan wants them flocking to him either. I think he's still a rational guy. Um, you know, the the compilation of him dropping N-bombs, I'm sympathetic to because I've said that word on the show while sitting across from you, mm-hmm. knowing if I didn't do it, I'd have to drink a Zima. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love you, man, I don't want to drink a Zima. Well, you're going <laughs> to have to. <laughs> if I do. What? No, you're, you're going to have to. You just said well, N-bombs. N-bomb is okay, and word is not. No, it's not. All right, well, we'll debate that. There's no debate. No, there's, I'm not drinking a Zima for that. Um, I think it fit <laughs> the in the context. You are. All right. <laughs> anyway, if you don't think I'll stick a funnel down your throat while you're passed out on your couch, you are sadly mistaken. If I'm willing to fucking molly you and lock you in your house, okay, then I, more I can than willing call to... you out for that. By the way, which I'd forgotten until you just brought it back up. But seriously, what's your what's your take on this? I mean, here's the thing: what's happening to Joe Rogan is clearly a coordinated attack by the left, right? So That's they fair. want him to stop saying they, they want him to stop bringing on guests who don't promote just get the vaccine and wear a mask and everybody do that, right? So Joe Rogan is bringing on people who are saying 
right? If you eat healthy, you can, you know, there's these other alternatives uh, in terms of, you know, whether it's ivermectin or uh, monoclonal monoclonal uh, antibodies. Yeah, monoclonal antibodies. Um, You know, you have the one guy who developed the, or helped co-develop the mRNA uh, uh, gene vaccine. uh, And, um, you know, now he's coming out against it and saying that there's various issues. Uh, you know, and a lot of people are saying this is misinformation, and I, I, one, I don't think that's a fair characterization, right? Like, there are people out there who are saying things that don't align with specifically what the, CD is, the CDC is saying, and, you know, some of these people are coming out and they're saying things that, that people don't like, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not true. Now, some of the other stuff, like, I mean, you know, Jordan Peterson uh, is a guy that he had on that, that, that caused a big stir, and I don't put a lot of stock into what he says but the argument is there are people out there who aren't great for thinking for themselves they'll take this information to heart and they won't get the vaccine they'll have the comorbidities and ultimately they'll end up dead um and yes that very well probably could probably would probably has happened but at the same time people are responsible for themselves and I can't save you from yourself all the fucking time, right? Like, in the, the idea is just like, well, he shouldn't be allowed to say this because someone may hear it and believe it and do it, right? He's not telling kids to go smoke crack, right? He's not, he's not telling, uh, uh, you know, he's not telling men to go out and rape women or, or women to right. go out and be whores and sleep with all the men. He's not saying that. What he's saying is like, look, if you don't, trust the government or if you don't trust these pharmaceutical companies there's other options for you that you may be able to try that you may have a little bit more faith in is that a good idea uh, i don't think so honestly as a guy who got the vaccine i think the move is get covid if you survive it get the vaccine get covid again then get a booster shot because that's about how my life went yeah <laughs> and you had a really rough go right i mean I, I you know uh, i mean like so i'm not an anti-vaxxer but at the same time like this idea that you know government and and media companies need to limit what people say about this or what that if the person is telling a flat-out lie right that can be proven as a flat-out lie then okay right like then then i, I could see the uproar i don't know if anybody said that like i listened to some of the shows um that that caused a stir or the segments and a lot of it wasn't lies right you just you didn't like what they said it didn't go along with 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 the with the information that was being put out there um but i i I just have a hard time getting on the bandwagon of shutting someone down now on the flip side the whole thing with his use of the word nigger uh and and see my issue isn't as much with that because in a lot of those instances he was replying back to someone. It was right. within a conversation, but it wasn't directed at someone or right. it wasn't directed at It was at calling a person people. that name. Right. But Joe Rogan has said enough other things that actually don't, like, him using, him using the term nigger bothers me less than some of the shit he said about when he was talking about black people in the theater or when he was talking about black people and, our, and you know, if you get a black person and a white person together, they'll have the black person's body and the white person's brain because, you know, black people and their brains are just not there. Right, like that's awful. Right, like that's that, like the shit like and, that is why I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, I just I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. Like I, I like I, should the guy should be shut down? No, you know what? I, I I'm I'm personally shutting him down. I'm personally choosing not to listen to him because he's not saying that shit in jest. He's saying it just in conversation. And if you believe if if that's what you believe, then I don't care that you're friends with Dave Chappelle and Colin Noir and all these black people, and you can say all this other shit. It's just like. That's on them for being friends with you. I'm not friends with you. I don't know you. I owe you nothing. I don't like what you said, so I'm not going to fucking listen to you. you know? that's totally reasonable. And I think that to I'm not defending any of that nonsense. I mean, that's just I think that's him trying to be funny and failing miserably. I mean, I mean the whole yeah. you know we went to the we went we went to this neighborhood in Philadelphia to watch Planet of the Apes. We were in Planet of the Apes, and then you said I'm not comparing black people to apes. Like y- you kind of are. No, it's not kind of. You are. You are. And it's and that's not defensible, right? But, but that doesn't make him an, a racist, quote unquote. Well, I, I or mean, does it? I, I, mean, I don't. Only... Again, I don't know him. I don't know him. I've never met him. I've never interacted with him. Um, you know, he can say he's got black friends, and and every you know, and there's there's plenty of black people coming to his defense. Um, you know, so I that's not the point right. for me. The point is like you said what you said, 
right? And I'm not talking about the clip of you saying nigger all these times. I'm talking about the shit that wasn't you in con- that was just you saying what you thought, right? You just you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I, I yeah. just I can't, and, and that's the shit that I can't get over. Now, how does this go together? The anti-vax stuff versus the race stuff. The anti-vax stuff. When they couldn't get him and they they couldn't cancel him because you know it's just like well he's promoting anti-vax and and he had Spotify support, they needed another way to come at him, you know. So somebody throws together this clip of him saying this all this time and just like oh well it's not just the fact that he's putting misinformation out there it's he's also a racist, right? Which it's clear it's obvious as hell what they're doing right and that sort of thing to me is what needs to be pushed back upon. The problem is, is that with Joe Rogan as the as the person in the center who is not a perfect, quote-unquote, victim, for lack of a better word for all this, it's, I think that it needs, like everything, it needs nuance. Like, them attacking him and trying to get him canceled because they don't like his stance with the vaccine and using race to incite people to divide, knowing damn well that... You know, it's going to get black people and and people on the left all riled up and knowing that it's going to do the same for the people on the right. um, But you're willing to sacrifice direction. You know what I mean? It's going to get people riled up on the people. It's going to be people on the right riled up the wrong direction. And you're willing to sacrifice making any sort of ground with them in order for you to be able to say you went scorched earth on Joe Rogan. If it wasn't, if we couldn't get him for this, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get him for that, and then we're gonna look for stuff where he was saying stuff against gay people. And we're gonna look for stuff where he said stuff against trans people. And we're gonna look for stuff where he said stuff about old people. And we're just gonna keep throwing shit at him until finally Spotify says, "All right, we can't have this guy anymore," right? And now some people think that they they believe that what Joe Rogan did with having the guest on who that were anti-vaccine, they believe that. That was so bad that they think that it's worth it, right? That they that, that they don't care. They're just like, right. listen, we'll do whatever it takes to get this guy off the air because his message and his disinformation, misinformation is so dangerous that we'll do whatever it takes to get him off the air, right? There are people who just who that's just what yep. they believe. Period. And, and Joe Rogan's kind of an accidental superstar, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he. Started doing that podcast in, at the right time, and it started blowing up, and he was doing something unique at the time with, you know, three hours of long form, no interruption, no commercials right. conversation, and that's what made me become a huge fan. I didn't know shit about the guy yeah. until I watched him I mean, he was a, Sean Penn. Right, I mean, like, he I was a, he's an R.A. comic. You know, I mean... I, he's I, a very good comic. I'm a, I'm a fan well, of his comic. Yeah, but I mean, he's, a, he's an R.A. comic. Um, Mixed martial arts commentator, well, which oh, he's very good at. Well, but... Even that aside, he's an all right comic. He, you know, was on a show, news radio, right. and then he did Fear Factor. Right. Um, but then he really found his groove with martial arts. We know that he practices. Um, but there's nothing that really stands out about him where you're just like, you know, like, can you think of a movie that he was in where you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, no, I mean, no. do you even remember the name of the show that he was on? I'm going to do news radio and fear okay. factor, but right. I know that because I'm a fan. Right, and I think uh, I just said it. And but, you did just say both. But, I mean, it's just... <laughs> but I, I did know that. You know what I mean? Like, so, sure. I mean, like like you said, he's an accidental superstar. Um, you know, if you take the race stuff away, I still am not a... You know, no, and it's right. not even... It's not anything against him or whatever. It's just the show's really long. If there's someone that he's talking to, um, you know... Like, Colin Noir. I think you listened right, to that episode because like, you were yes. interested in hearing what he had to say. What, what, yes, hearing what they had to say. Or, or when he talked to... You know, when the, when Dave Chappelle finally went on the show. And um, even when he had Alex Jones on just to hear that insanity. Um, you know, so there have been times where sure. I've listened to his show, but I'm not a regular listener. I'm not a fan. By the way, when he had Alex Jones on, they all got high as shit. <laughs> right. And Alex Jones smoked weed on air then denied smoking weed. <laughs> One of my favorite moments. All right. But you mentioned Chappelle. We, we, we got two things we got to get to. And... Um, and the Chappelle situation is one of them that you dug into and I did not. So Dave Chappelle lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. They're talking about putting in an affordable housing community there. And uh, you know a fair bit about that. Yes. So let me just, again, lob it over the yeah, fence. So, so, you know, so he lives in, in Yellow Spring. Um, I've been watching the show Yellowstone, so I'm trying okay, not to okay. throw that out there. But it, which, I heard that's a great show. I My love mom it. loves it. I love it. Um, but... So Chappelle lives in, 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 in Yellow Springs. It's near Dayton, Ohio. It's in like southern central-ish Ohio. I've actually been there a couple times. And um, 
you know, he's investing a large sum of money with a, you know, a restaurant and a comedy place. And, you know, he's done a lot for that particular community. And he came to basically a town hall meeting and then it was just like, look, if you guys vote for this, I'm pulling my business and I'm pulling, you know, my planned investments out. And everyone focused on the fact that it's affordable housing. But what I was able to do was dig in and look at what this proposal was that the developer provided to the city. I've seen this shit before. Like, what they were going to do, it was going to be, I don't know, 85% market rate housing, right? Like, of these, you know, shitty subdivisions where all the houses are stacked right on top of each other. Um, and most of them were all going to be market rate. There was only a small percentage that were um, um, carved out to be affordable, but it was a really small percentage, and it was a TBD sort of deal, right? Like, they okay. didn't have anything planned, and they had to you know, apply for tax credits to be able to make it affordable and do all the other stuff and the rent restrictions and all that shit, the shit that I do every day. Um, so what it was was like, hey, if you uh, if you do this thing for us, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll throw this affordable housing in there at some point, maybe, probably. Um, and they were using that as kind of a carrot to get this whole thing through. Now, what most of the story leaves out is that the the rest of the, development was voted on and passed they just cut out the affordable housing aspect of it because the affordable as aspect of that development deal was garbage right and this is my professional opinion as a person who literally does this every day that's what i spent my day-to-day -day doing um you know it, it was just a garbage proposal that probably would have hurt that area more than it would have helped uh and i wouldn't be surprised if someone reaches out to dave and says hey this is a bad look for you Let's you know help us develop affordable housing in a manner that fits the area that solves for that same problem that they were saying, but they weren't going to do. I would look for that in the coming you know in the coming months. You know, so I mean, all that to say, it was just a, it was a bad deal. And when you look at it, you realize why he's voting against it. And he it's but no one's going to dig into it enough to be like, oh, okay. Um, if anything, this probably blows over and, and it's just another, it'll be another strike that's brought up against Dave unless he's able to, like I said, develop some sort of affordable housing nearby, you know, helping a different developer and doing it the right way, quote unquote. You know, he's getting dragged and I watched the Young Turks just drag him through the mud about this. Like, you know, he's anti-poor people. Of course, you, Dave Chappelle, with your $10 million house. And I'm thinking, you fucking phonies. I, I don't hate the Young Turks. I know I'm more forgiving to them than you are. I just don't but, listen to them. Okay, I do. They pop up on my feet all the time. But I was watching. I'm also, I'm also not a YouTube guy. That's no, what I yeah, I am. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. I'll watch. Like if I go to YouTube for very specific reasons, right? Like if I if I need to, you know, figure out what the hell is wrong with my snowblower, then I'll go and look at videos on on YouTube or. Well, Dave Chappelle was actually fixing snowblowers on YouTube. <laughs> No, but, no, no, no like, so I'm just, I'm right. just not a big YouTube no, guy, I, which is... See, unfortunately, I open YouTube and stuff pops up in my feed, and I watched him at the uh, the town hall, and I watched the Young Turks just trashing him, and I'm like, I feel like, I know you didn't dig in at all. So when you came over here and said, I dug in, I'm like, I have a feeling where this is going to go. And it was probably a garbage deal where a guy who lives there, who I don't think has any bad intentions... Right. But, you know, it's not It's not about Dave Chappelle. I'm here, Dave Chappelle, I'm protecting my wealth. First of all, like I said, I've been to Yellow Springs multiple times. Now, it's been 10 years. But the idea that you can put another 200 houses in Yellow Springs, unless it's changed dramatically, that's going to shift the whole dynamic of that town because there's no one there. I mean, I went to Yellow Springs with a chick that I wanted to be involved with who went there for a tarot reading and we went to a spice store, then to a coffee shop, and we probably covered half the town while walking the five minutes it took to go from those places. This is a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. It's, a, it's what they call a, a, a one-stoplight town. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if that, that might be accurate. technically accurate. Right. If not, it's um, uh, functionally accurate. Um, so, yeah, I, this, this strikes me as another, like, drag Dave Chappelle, make him look bad. All yeah, right, I mean, up. and it's easy to do, you know, because, I mean, it caught my eye immediately. I'm just like, whoa, Dave doesn't like affordable housing? I literally do affordable housing. I don't, right. I don't like this. And you're a Dave Chappelle you know? fan, so, but, as am I. Right, so so the move was, let's figure out what's going on there. 
You don't know. Look, I, I I don't have the exact details in every specific aspect of the deal, but it didn't look like a great development deal to me. Um, and it's what you do for a living, right, so I'll trust your opinion. And so I just like look, and just because someone's coming touting that they're going to put affordable housing up doesn't necessarily mean that it's always a great deal. Um, you know, I mean, I think affordable housing, if I've learned anything, is that it needs to be done right. And doing it right is very hard to do. And you can't just throw it in and, as, a, as a carrot, you know, as, as a little icing on a, on a larger market rate deal, um, you know, hoping yeah. that that's the thing that gets you over the top. Because that always leads and, to, to yeah. Say so one thing that, and I'm partially because of talking to you and and whatever, and driving for Lyft, I've realized that if you put affordable housing in a place that doesn't allow people who don't have necessarily the greatest transportation opportunities, and other things, you can put them in a terrible situation. Yeah, you really. I can. mean, I mean, put them in a food desert or or, I mean, you know, a spot where, you I mean, know, it's, it's an older so, person so, who can't drive who needs know, to walk to get. So to paint the picture, um, you know, I'm working on a, I'm transforming a neighborhood right now here in Cleveland, the Buckeye Woodhill neighborhood. And one of the biggest things that we have to do is we have to eliminate that food desert. We need a larger grocery store chain to come in, if not two at least, right? So people have options. Um, and we need other things to come into the area so that it helps to drive um, not only the tax base, but it gives people places to work, and it also reduces their need to rely so heavily on having to have a car and transportation. So that, you know, uh, another part of it as well is we're adding, we're literally adding two streets into the neighborhood, and we're breaking the neighborhood up because one, there's a lot of one way in, one way out, makes it very dangerous. But also so that uh, public transportation has easier access to this particular site. Um, giving it so that people, like literally right now, you've got elderly people who are taking the bus to doctor's appointments to the Cleveland Clinic or University Hospital who have to, in the wintertime, walk down a hill that the city may or may not get to in terms of snow and ice. And if they do get to it, well, they may push a ton of snow and ice onto the actual sidewalk. So you've got elderly people with walkers and canes um, trying to navigate down a hill to get to a bus stop because we, there's not a bus stop higher up in this place. It's called Wood Hill because it's on a, a hill. woody hill. Um, but, you know, elderly people have accidents there all the time. There's kids that can get hit by cars that have been hit by cars. So we're trying to break that up by adding two new streets up at a higher level and then working with the RTA, which is our lo local transit authority, to get a bus line running literally through this development as opposed to just at the bottom of the hill, right? Which is where the whole transportation and the ability for people to get around right. comes into bottom play. Bottom of the hill's great in the summer, but when Well, actually, ice... the hill's not great in the summer if you're an elderly person and you're on a fucking walker or, if you, or, okay. or a cane or in a wheelchair. Right, but they still have to go home. Sure, the, the, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in the only way yes, to... Yes, you are correct. <laughs> you know, so, Let I me mean... check again. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> so, it's just one of those instances where we have to change that, but... All of that goes into the redeveloping and, and creating affordable housing for people. Like, you just can't go and throw in some new houses or apartments. Anybody can do that, right? Sure. Like, anybody with Look, money. Look, it's cheap. It's affordable. Right. But you can't live your life once you get here. Right. But, I mean, and so there has to be a, a greater thought process putting in, put into the idea of developing sure. affordable housing than just where it's just going to be an add-on to this larger market rate deal. Um, and, like I said, when you look at it, you know, on the surface, you could see where it could be a problem. I think that's what Dave Chappelle was having an issue with. And it's sort of like, if we're going to do it, we need to do it right. Um, and this isn't right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. If, uh, you know, if you yeah. were smart, if I were a publicist, I'd, I would be calling developers. Well, Joe like, Rogan, you call me, Dave Chappelle, you call Steve. Right. And we'll all work together. Although, and, and both of you are welcome on our show at any time. True. Although they should both probably just call me. <laughs> Why is that? Because oh, I would just be, they'd be better. You think you're cooler me. than me? Okay, yes. Fine. All right. So you're being a dick. Because I'm cooler than yeah. you. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's just jump to the Super, Super Bowl real quick because yeah. we're over an hour. All right. My prediction is LA rolls them. I think Aaron Donald wreaks havoc. I think it's going to be a 27 to 13 game. Uh, no, they probably won't roll them. I think LA wins. 
Uh, but I think it ends up being a relatively close game. I think the Cincinnati Bengals will come out. They'll try to run the ball. They'll probably do a, be able to do a decent job of running the ball, especially in the second half, which is where I think they start to come back a little bit and make the game interesting, right? Joe Mixon is really hard to stop, and the Bengals are really good at run blocking. The Rams, um, while they've been playing the run better throughout the playoffs, they're a team that you can run the ball on. Aaron Donald is really good. He's really strong, but the problem is that he's relatively undersized along with the rest of their defensive line. So their defensive line has a tendency to get tired later in the game, and then you can start to push them around. Now, the issue is if the Bengals are down, uh, will Zach Taylor be willing to run the ball to get them back in the game? And I think when you've got Joe Burrow and you've got Jamar Chase and you've got Higgins and you've got Boyd and Uzama is coming By the along. way, those guys are fucking studs. Right, they are. They're right? young I studs. Mean, I mean, you know, especially, I mean, Higgins, like, like, Higgins is... Over Chase? Chase is a fucking No, 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 no. What okay. I'm saying is you've got Chase and, 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 and Jamar Chase kind of is obviously rookie of the year on offense, um, stands alone there. But, I mean, Higgins, if it wasn't for Chase then this guy could also be a megastar, right? Yeah. I mean, and... and he who, still is, right? And I, mean, and I think the potential is still there. Um, you know, I mean, if, if you can keep that team together and, and with between just those three right there, not to mention Joe Mixon, um, who has come out and just been a, a really dynamic, explosive, strong, hard runner this year, um, I could easily see the Cincinnati Bengals maybe getting down early, coming back late in the game, uh, and then ultimately, I think the Rams win because they can outgun them. Um, but I think it, I think the game will be closer than than, okay. than we think. And, and and very possibly. And I will say this: I think uh, I didn't realize how good a player Cooper Cup was until the playoffs. I'm like, crazy. this kid can fucking. Ball. I just never watched LA no. football, so I never. Like, he's not a accumulating stats guy. He's a I mean, fucking well, I mean, beast. He is accumulating some well, he's crazy doing, stats. Yes, he is doing that. But, but I he's mean, a beast. He's, he's, he's a, a complete wide receiver. He's not like the typical sort of scrappy the New Julian England Edelman, yep. white little receiver where everybody's like, hey, Julian Edelman, Wes Walker, he has Danny Amendola. Right, not, like uh, he's not a possession receiver. He's no, a, he's a, he's a, a legit game threat breaker. game breaker. Yeah. Um, and a devastating blocker too. Which, wow, we should talk about that. I mean, he is. I, I oh, mean, no, watch I it. I mean, I know, comes, that, I, well, I shouldn't so, say devastating, so, but he's so a, underrated as receivers, right? Like your ability to get downfield and light someone up and open plays for your running backs yeah. that has impact that doesn't end up on the stat sheet. Right. But I mean, you're a Steelers fan. Oh yeah. This just in. Heinz Ward was a. He was so hated, right? Because I mean, he would blow. People I mean, well, up. I mean, he would blow people up, and they change the rules because I mean, he literally <laughs> fucking decapitated people. Um, but you know, the Steelers have been a good receiving blocking team. Um, you know, so I, sure. it's easy for me to identify because I've I've watched so much of it. But yeah, that's him. I mean, he's a really complete dominant player, um, and. You know, it was fun to watch him play this year. I, I, you know, I love football, so watching that guy run routes was literally a thing of beauty. Um, and so it'll it'll be fun. And really, yeah. I, I don't know how the Bengals are going to be able to cover him and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and you know, stop the running game right. and everything else. So, you and know. you know, I feel good for Matthew Stafford, by the way, because he escaped Detroit. Like, right. I mean, but LA, he gutted it out. Right, he gutted it out in Detroit, and he, you know, I mean, he yeah. played well for them. A lot of people don't give him a lot of credit, but I mean, he was one of he those guys. He put up huge numbers. Right, he put up huge numbers. Just he, on the team that had no you know, chance just, of. Yeah, I mean, and you, 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 you lose a Hall of Fame guy early in the Hall right. of Fame Calvin guy's Johnson career. Or, yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, how, uh, Calvin Johnson ends up retiring, you know, multiple Eight years, years or whatever, yeah. you know, early probably. Um, and they never really put people around him that that were anywhere near close to what to that level of, of, of talent. And frankly, how many people in the league history have been? Well, that yeah, level I, mean, of talent? He was, he's I mean, maybe uh, he's, he's in the conversation of most talented ever. He was Thick, strong, big, fast. tall, fast. I mean, he caught the ball. Every, right. Yes, I mean, and he ran good routes. And um, yes, I mean, yeah, he's I Randy mean, Moss, but stronger. Right. I mean, they called him Megatron, and it was it was the most fitting name because sometimes he would do those jumps, and I could just hear the transformer ball in hand. Exactly. All right, brother. On that, we should wrap it up. Yeah. Always good talking to you, man. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we are done.